Hello and welcome to the Strong, Healthy, Happy podcast. I am your host, Deborah. This is episode nine. If I have released this podcast in the order that makes it episode nine, because I may have changed my mind and I may have had a guest on that's pushed this episode back. But whether this is episode nine or another episode, welcome. Um, We are now post-Christmas. You may be feeling a little less full and not sluggish from the Christmas period. Um, You may still be feeling highly motivated to improve your health, lose weight and feel your best self. Your enthusiasm is going to be high and you're probably feeling highly motivated. And if you haven't already got started, you're getting ready to get started. Perhaps the kids are now back at school and you're ready to now focus on you. And before you proceed and before you go through that journey of improving your health and losing weight, if that's your goal, I want you to listen to this podcast because I'm going to give you 10 very useful fundamental tips for successful weight loss. Um, And let's just get stuck in and let's start at number one. Now, if you listened to my New Year's pep talk, you will have already heard number one, but can never hear something too much. Um, Often it's delivered in a different way, so it's always good to hear it. And I know with myself, I never get bored of hearing the same things over and over, not when it benefits me. So before you embark on a weight loss journey, It is really important to identify your reason why you want to lose weight. Often in January, it's an expectation placed upon us. It's what everyone seems to be doing. But just because everyone seems to be losing weight or on a diet or doing whatever regime they're doing, it doesn't necessarily mean you have to. You need to have clearly identified your reason why you want to lose weight if that is your goal. It is really important to also make sure that your journey into improving your health and investing time and effort and perhaps a coach into your health, that it comes from a place of self-care because you care about you and you want to improve your health because you want to feel your best. If you are coming from a negative place, Perhaps you overindulged at Christmas, you've gained a little bit of weight and you feel like you're trying to invoke change as a form of punishment or from a negative place, from maybe one of shame. It is not going to set you up for long-term successful fat loss. It needs to come from a place of self-care. Know your reason why clearly identify your reason why because sometimes dieting can get tough right you're going to be eating less than your body requires in order to lose weight sometimes that might be more difficult sometimes you're going to have to make compromises and choices because of your goal and if you don't have a strong enough reason why then it won't be enough to adhere to what you need to do in order to achieve your goal. So identify your reason why. Number two, it is really important to set yourself realistic realistic expectations because if you 
put too higher expectation on yourself in terms of what you're going to do in order to achieve your results, how you're going to show up for yourself within each of your target areas to achieve your goal, and just the general expectation you're placing upon yourself in terms of food and exercise. If it's unrealistic or you're going from zero to 100, you are setting too higher expectation of yourself. And if you can't achieve that expectation that you've placed on yourself, what do you think might happen if you don't achieve the targets that you set? And I'll give you an example. Let's just say you're currently not really exercising very regular. And then for January, New Year, and all the enthusiasm, you decide you're going to be going to the gym five times a week or whatever your chosen exercise is. You're going to be doing five workouts a week. Now, from going to not really exercising at all to five a week is a big ask. Can you do that every week for the foreseeable future? And if the answer is no, that expectation is too high. You want to set an expectation that you can see yourself doing consistently over time, no matter what area of your health and weight loss journey you're going to apply it to. So whether that's your diet, whether that's your exercise, whether it's your steps, whatever it might be, set yourself realistic expectations. It is better to set lower expectations, but perhaps exceed them than set them too high and feel like you failed. Um, number three, sorry, I've got notes today and I'm scrolling down. Number three is your nutrition. Now, in order to lose body fat, to lose weight, you need to eat less calories than you expend. So your intake is going to be less than your expenditure. And you only need to be in a small calorie deficit in order to lose weight. If you try and set too big a deficit, too many restrictions and too many rules, it's going to be really hard to stick to. You can still lose weight from being in a small calorie deficit. It will allow you to enjoy your life and still lose weight. It is really important. It's not just about the calories, although calories are the most important thing when it comes to managing your intake the quality of the food that you eat is really important because eating a diet that's high in uh, whole foods, high in protein with plenty of veg and fiber and eating at regular meal times will help you adhere to being in a calorie deficit. So if you compare, say, 200 calories from a McDonald's burger to 200 calories of chicken and veg, they're the same calories perhaps, but one is going to keep you fuller for a lot longer and offer you more nutrients than the other. Can they both be included in your diet? Absolutely. But if you want to support yourself in, in adherence and feeling full and getting good nutrients, then you're going to have to pick more quality nutrition most of the time. You don't need to be on super low calories. You don't need to be over restrictive. You don't need to eliminate carbs 
or any food groups or specific foods. If I was to say to you, you can't eat bread, you're going on a diet, there is no bread. Now, if you love bread and I tell you that you can't eat it, all you're going to do is think about bread even more and you'll likely crave it even more and you'll cave in eventually and then probably overeat on it. So you don't need to eliminate any foods, whatever those foods might be. Now, number three, I've touched on very briefly already, and that is managing hunger and, and adherence because it's all very well and good starting a diet. Needs to be the right diet that suits your lifestyle. When I say the right diet, you don't need to do fad diets, quick fixes, anything magical, or if it sounds too good to be true than it is, but however you dress up any of these diets, it comes down to being in a calorie deficit, no matter how you dress it up. And with all these diets, it is really important to manage your hunger. And it comes back to what I said earlier about the quality of the nutrition you're eating, trying to get as much bang for your buck so that you have a lot of food on your plate, but for not super high calories. The idea when you're in a a calorie deficit, it's not to eat as little as possible, it's to eat as much as possible within your calorie target range. You don't wanna come away from consuming the food you enjoy. You want to still include the foods that you enjoy, but perhaps with a little bit of compromise and a little bit of restraint, because including those foods will help you with your adherence and enjoyment of life. When it comes to quality nutrition, you want to make sure that you're including a serving of protein at every meal because protein is more satiating. It is more filling and it is the most important macronutrient from all of your macronutrients, i.e. your carbs, fats, protein. Protein is the most important and you want to be eating it at regular meal time, uh, throughout the day within your regular meals and perhaps a snack whether it be a sweet or savory protein. You also want to be adding plenty of veg or fruit to every meal, one, to add volume, and two, because it's filling and you have the increased fiber to benefit your health and your fullness. It is a really good idea to try and reduce decision fatigue. Now, decision fatigue is a real thing when you're dieting, right? The ability to make choices, the, I mean, that can be challenging in day-to-day -day life, even if you're not in a diet. But making decisions, what am I going to eat? What should I eat? How can I do this? How can I do that? Make life easy for yourself. Don't complicate something that doesn't need to be complicated. Keep your breakfast and your lunch to the same regular choices, maybe no more than three options, and just rotate them or eat them as and when you feel like. But try not to have too big a repertoire. Keep breakfast and lunch consistent with a choice of no more than three and perhaps have a little bit more flexibility um, at dinner. Remember, if you're wanting to lose body fat, your food choices matter in terms of your nutrients, your health, your fullness and your adherence and enjoyment. Number four, tip number four, uh, the acronym is NEAT, which stands for your non-exercise activity thermogenesis. You may know this as your steps. So if you wear a watch or a Fitbit or some kind of activity tracker, you will know that your general daily movement, 
gets measured as steps. And your NEAT or your steps, your daily movement, is the biggest contributor to your energy expenditure. So keeping this in a high place is really, really beneficial. So if you have a sedentary job where you sit down all day, you want to be thinking about how you can increase your, your movement. And movement relates to all movements. So whether that be cooking, cleaning, pushing the hoof around, going for the walk. Every time you're sitting down for a long period of time that you get up, perhaps when you're on a phone call, you can walk and talk at the same time. Increasing your non-exercise activity is going to be very beneficial in increasing your energy expenditure, which when you're trying to lose weight, you want to keep that high and you want to bring your intake in slightly lower. And that way you'll be in a calorie deficit. Number five is your exercise activity thermogenesis, right? So it's your exercise. Now, no matter what form of exercise you choose to take part in, just bear in mind that your exercise is the least contributor to your energy expenditure. Now, that doesn't mean, oh, don't bother doing it, because there's every reason to exercise, because it benefits your health, your long-term health, and it also impacts not just the longevity of your life, but also the quality of your life. And so exercising regularly is going to be really important. And it would be remiss of me not to add in here the importance of taking part in resistance training and including it as part of your exercise routine, because resistance training, whether that be with your own body weight, you do it from home or in a gym, resistance training has so many benefits when it comes to your health. Being female, it helps prevent uh, osteoporosis and bone degeneration. It is really important as you age and resistance training keeps you strong. It helps your mental well-being, and there are so many long-term benefits um, and illness and long-term disease prevention. There is every reason to be including resistance training. Tip number six is your known, it's known as your TEF, which is your thermic effect on food, aka your digestion. Now, this is another reason. Now, you might be thinking, what the hell has my digestion got to do with my fat loss? It has everything to do with your fat loss because it is another reason for you to have a high protein diet because you expend approximately 30% of the calories you consume from protein to to break it down and digest it. Fats, carbs, they are much, much, much lower in comparison. So not only will you get all the other benefits from consuming protein at regular intervals throughout your day in terms of fullness and satiety, it will also increase the amount of calories you use to expend um, when you're breaking down and digesting the food that you consume that is protein-based. So your digestion will also contribute to your energy expenditure. Now, another top tip to successful fat loss and one that's really underrated, and I know in my experience as a coach is I get asked, how long will it take me to achieve my goal? And it's how long is a piece of string really? And this next top tip is all about patience because I know you want to see results 
right now, if not yesterday. But remember, you didn't gain your body fat overnight and you won't lose it overnight. You may not lose it in a week or even two weeks or even a month or even a couple of months. You need to be patient. And in, and in our world of instant gratification, I know it's hard to exercise patience and I know it's going to feel frustrating. And I know that you want to see results in order to keep you motivated and to keep you working towards your goal. You will make progress, but you do need to give yourself patience. Everybody is different and some people respond differently at different rates. And depending how big your deficit is and how high your expenditure is will depend on how patient you need to be. When you, if you become impatient and you quit because you don't feel like you're making, getting results, you're perhaps wondering, is this worth it? Because you're not seeing results. This is when you need to remember your why because that reason why is gonna keep you from, from quitting and continue being patient. Number eight, consistency. Imperfect consistency. So you need to be consistent. You can't do something for two days and expect to see results. You can't do something for a week and expect to see results. In order for you to feel good, and remember, this is all about feeling good, the weight loss will happen as a byproduct. If you aren't consistent and you quit every time something doesn't go right or doesn't go to plan, you will never get the results that you want. So remember, you don't need to do things perfectly. You don't need to stick to your diet perfectly. You don't need to tick off every single exercise session. You don't need to hit your 10,000 steps every single day. Ideally, in an ideal optimal world, of course you do. But sometimes life gets in the way and recognizing that you can't always be perfect will make the difference to you making more progress when you accept imperfect action as opposed to striving for perfection and then quitting every time you can't do things perfectly. So be imperfectly consistent. It will serve you well. You don't want to give up every time you hit a bump in the road or, or every time something doesn't quite go to plan or you ate something you shouldn't have. Just carry on being consistent along with exercising your patience. Top tip number nine, enjoying the process. So... Enjoying the process. What is the process? Let's talk about the process. What is the process, right? The process, the process is all the things that you get to do to move closer to your goal. Now I use the word get to do because you don't have to do anything. You're an adult and you can make your own decisions. You don't have to do anything, but when you change your mindset and you change your approach to you improving your health because it comes from a place of self-care and because you want to feel your best self and feel good, you need to do various things in order to get you 
to, to help you progress towards your goal. You need to increase your daily movement and get your steps in. You, you need to exercise to benefit your health. You need to eat in a calorie deficit. You need to focus on your food quality, eating a high protein diet. You need to get sufficient sleep because poor quality sleep will impact your appetite. It will increase your hunger and reduce your feeling of satiety. Lack of sleep leaves you low energy, low mood, and will probably have a side knock-on effect to you not being very adherent or bothered to do the things that you need to do. So enjoy the process. You get to exercise. You get to go out on a daily walk. You get to get the fresh air. You get to eat good food. How lucky are you to be able to get good food? So the process is your life. The process is supporting you in improving your health as well as reducing your body fat. And if you want to continue looking after your health and maintaining your fat loss results, you will have to continue doing the very things that enabled you to get your results to maintain your results. So the process really is your life. If you use the process to achieve your goals, you're going to continue doing the process to maintain your, your, goal, your goals. So enjoy the process. And that way it won't ever feel like a hardship. You may as well enjoy it. And lastly, number 10 is setting mini goals, small goals, interim goals. The process of losing body fat can be a long one, one that you have more patience, uh, one that you have more an actual more patience to do, which is why you need to exercise patience. And I often set mini goals for my clients in their journeys. And I also remind them that they have a life and there is more to them as there is to you, the listener, than just your body composition. You don't need to go about your daily life with the sole focus of reducing body fat. We know it's what you want to do. You know it's what you want to achieve. But it's, the, it's not who you are. It's something you're doing on the side of being the person that you are with all the responsibilities, pressures and commitments that you have going on in your life. Don't make fat loss Ooh, your main... I didn't know that one. Oh, that was Alexa. Stop, Alexa. I don't edit my podcast, so we've got that in. Um, where was I? So setting mini goals and not making fat loss your primary goal. Yes, it's what you want to achieve, but it's not who you are. It's what you're doing on the side. And when you just go about your daily life, doing all the things you need to do, getting the process done, being consistent, imperfectly, um, you will begin to make progress and fat loss will occur, but it doesn't need to be your main focus. So in order to keep you going and to keep you progressing towards your end goal, it is a really good idea to help you set mini goals. So if you're new to working out, how about you set a goal of achieving your first five workouts and having that as a mini goal? How about if you're starting to run and you can't run, that you aim to run continuously for 10 minutes. 
Or perhaps you go on a walk and you live where somewhere where there's a hill and you walk up that hill and you can't make it to the top without a pause perhaps halfway to catch your breath. How about your mini goal is walking to the top of the hill without stopping? How about you aim to have protein in all of your meals? That's a mini goal. It doesn't have to be scale weight related. Taking your focus away from the scales will serve you really well in terms of your fat loss goal. You can still monitor it, but it doesn't need to be the main focus. If you apply these tips to your fat loss journey, you will achieve your results. You will achieve your goals. And if you're struggling, you know you can reach out. You've got my contact details in the show notes. Slide into my DMs, ask me questions, engage with my social media, like and follow my posts on social media, share this podcast, share my social media with your friends. If you want more support, you can get that from my one-to-one coaching and having the, the support of a coach will increase your rate of success. So I would always recommend having the support of a coach and you can reach out to me about coaching. I have a link in my bio uh, to contact me and fill in an inquiry form. And the link is also in the show notes. So remember, you can achieve your goal. Don't make it the main event. It's the side event to living your life and adhering and being consistent, but not perfect. Exercising patience enjoying the process. And remember, you get to do this. You get to improve your health. And it's about feeling good. It's about feeling stronger, healthier, and happier. Have a great rest of your day, and I'll catch up with you on the next one.